What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? It's so dark. It's basically black. It's oh. basically midnight, and yet it's only seven. And mm-hmm. um, you can really feel. I can't stand it. I can't be here another winter. Really? What are we going to do? What do you mean you can't be here? Where are you going to go? <laughs> no, I'm going to have to be here. I'm going to yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. here and like, you know, go to go upstate into the drifts. Yeah. And next I year. I actually, I don't mind it. I, I'm, it is, I think it's eerie that it's not cold out and it's dark out. That mm-hmm. That's the part that creeps me out where the days mm. are short and it's still hot. How do you feel about the end of the world? Well, we all have to do it together. You know what I mean? So that's fine. It might be piecemeal. I think it's going to be like, mm. I think it's going to be bad in certain places. Migration will really get intense. Right. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, If there's going to be an end of the world, especially in our lifetime, mm. I hope it's a la melancholia. Just one <sighs> huge blast because. I need to rewatch that. The chaos of like a piecemeal end of the world, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to pack up my things. I don't want to have to go somewhere. We'll go upstate. I mean, we'll first try that. Okay. And then, you know, I'll... I. How am I going to choose what to bring, you know? Uh, hot and colds, you know, like you'll bring a tank a top Marie and Kondo, a short end of the shorts. World, Kondo. Yeah, tank yeah. top and short shorts. What about my photo albums? You'll have to let those go. I guess it won't matter. It won't. It won't matter. Yeah, I guess because we'll matter. really be. It's really going to be like, literally, the meaning of one day at a time. Right. It's literally going to be. Maybe I'll try to digitize all the pictures onto onto sticks or whatever little sticks. Uh huh. You think we're going to be able to get like power and oh, charge our phones and stuff? Yeah. Ultimately, somehow, Jeremy this figured is out. Always, why I'm like, maybe I'll do it this year. I've got to just get LASIK. Because when you, I On think of eyeballs. The, when you think of the end of the world, what if your glasses break? Tea. Do you know what I mean, honey? Yeah. And like contact solution, as if. Well, you can use your saliva. On your contacts. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Hard contacts. No. I've done it a million times. If On your soft contact lenses, you've used your saliva. Yeah. If your contacts fall out. And you need to get them back in your eye, a la a dance, etc. You stick it in your mouth. Stick it in your eye. Oh my God. Do you have dailies? I have weeklies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm switching to dailies. Okay. That's not, I mean, it's, I don't know like what the environmental impact of like lots of daily contacts is. Well, I don't, I'm not wearing my contacts very much anymore. I really become I a never wear mine. girl. I wear mine only if I have to do rigorous physical activity, which like, you know. I mean, I have wounds like you on the sides of my nose. Oh my gosh. I absolutely need to get new glasses. It's absurd. I don't know yeah. what. I can't believe I've even lasted this long with these stupid glasses. I still get compliments on them. Well, they're really great. And I'm immediately like, they're awful. Don't get them. Because of the wounds they make in your nose? Neg advertisement for Komono glasses. Do not buy them. Is because of the wounds? Is why you would say not to get them? Um, Yes. And also when I ordered these glasses, it was a debacle. Like I received a different pair of glasses, which were in fact sunglasses. And then I... It was insane. I was like, this isn't crazy. I'm never going to get these glasses. And when I finally did, I had like 10 fittings. Wow. Yeah, it's horrible. Wow. And they still don't work. My favorite time getting glasses ever was when you did it with me, was when you were like, we're going to go to Fabulous Fannies. Is that uh-huh. the name of it? Uh-huh. What did we get you? Um, I think they were so fierce. They were like 
black on top, gold bridge, maybe gold on the side. I don't remember. Wow. They were chic. And then they snapped broke. it. Oh, like, yeah. they, I took them off one day and they just snapped right in half. I'm pretty good at helping people to find appropriate glasses that don't, that are not a statement. Because I right. think that statement glasses can be really problematic. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works if that person, like, like that woman on the Great British Baking Show. Sure. Where she's statement everything. She's, she's well, she's so wood beads. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. She's so like a sphere, a yeah. pyramid and a yeah. cube yeah. as beads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has statement glasses yeah. where like one of the lens areas is red and the other's green. And you're like, yeah, that's you. Did you yell when um, the girl threw her turn on the floor? Rosie, I th- Ruby Rosie is her name, the one who talks really fast. Does she? She's the vet. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, uh-huh. that's what she sounds like to me. Okay. I never know what she's saying. She doesn't sound like that to me. She's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, because they, you know, they showed it kind of in the little preview. Isn't that, they got to stop that. Uh-huh. Stop showing the big, great British break off. didn't stop know that. whose it was going to be. Until you saw that she was making that, and you were but like, well, that's. Which lady was also making purple Was tarts. also making purple goo. So sure. I thought. Could be one of them. Uh-huh. And then when it was her, I was like, well, you have three more. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. Yeah, it was all it's fine. It's fine. I don't think I finished watching that episode. Oh. Who went home? A double elimination. <gasps> oh, okay. Maybe I'll just, I'm just going to skip forward to the end and watch, watch the end. Yeah. I got bored and I really wanted to get back to. Have we already played this game? Who's what? the cutest? I've played it with other people. Well, I already know who you think is the cutest. You do? Yeah, you said that you wanted to kiss him when we were hanging out a couple days ago. Which one? Uh, the guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the gay guy with the glasses. I don't know. I think I might rather kiss the guy with the lips. This the the real queen. The queenie. The one who's like the one definitely who said, using P fifty V nineteen seventy. I don't know. Her face looks very scrubbed and uh, overly shiny. scrubbed. Yeah. With the one with the short teeth and the big gums. He, <laughs> he, um. I have not noticed that. You better work. Oh, yeah. You want to kiss him. Oh, his lips look something special. Huh. But I really am charmed by the young, the young boy with the glasses. What's his name? You said it two days ago. You can't do it now. It's late. It's seven. We're about to go to sleep. Brian. Who knows? Phil. <laughs> and Ted- you, how, as, do you think Henry's gay? I don't know. This is Russell's theory on Henry. Gay or boarding school. It's really hard to tell. That he is gay, but he's really into his like whole religious community of like playing the organ at his church and choir. Oh, oh my God. Remember that when it cut mm-hmm. to him singing? He's like, fear not the heat of the sun, <laughs> nor the dump, 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 That's weather. melancholia him. What is that song? Fear not the heat of the sun, nor the... That can't be true. It is a song I sang at one, like a vocal competition in middle Incredible. school. Incredible. Sounds scary. Fear not the heat... If someone knows, send it in. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I went to a non-sectarian boy choir school that we did sing quite a few religious numbers. In fact, we recorded an album called Him. <laughs> of hymns. That's amazing. Be my angel. You can buy it. That... <laughs> I sing a solo in Amazing Grace with um, a Christian pop singer whose name is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Wow. Yeah. Chapman. I never met him because 
it was all recorded in studio. So like yeah. we had his track and then we recorded in a studio in New York and just had earphones. So heard him, wow. never met him. Wow. Same with Twyla Paris. <laughs> That's an incredible name. <laughs> these Twyla are Paris. Christian pop singers. Wow. Are they still around? Have you checked I'm them out? Sh- you know, these people don't die. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of Christianity? Is That's it Christian right. science? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I mean, they could be dead. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I sang with opera singers as a child who are many now dead. Tatiana Trianas, dead. Jerry Hadley, suicide. Suicide how? I think he shot himself in a closet at his house. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. Um, you can hear the people going through people's recycling outside. I have to take down the recycling in the trash tonight. Don't let me forget. Okay. Do you hear it? The I cart do. going by? Yeah, they want to get their their dimes. They get their. Oh, I took um, when Jeremy and I took a car home on Saturday, our mm-hmm. car driver was drinking. Um, he had a huge liter of water. He'd only drank a third of it, and there was a woman going through trash, picking out bottles and stuff. And he goes, "Miss, miss!" And he rolled down his window and he threw the <laughs> bottled water out onto the curb, which she didn't see. Because she was so engrossed picking through her recycling. And then he just kept going, Miss Bottle, look <gasps> down, Miss Bottle. And then, and eventually Jeremy went, no, it's not going to happen. I've never heard of anything like that. Where someone, well, now you have. Tr- that's wild with water in it. It had, it was like two thirds full. Oh I God. was, I was like, what is she, I, you know, but he didn't, he didn't want any more of that water. Oh, uh... We had um, quite a day, didn't we? We well, whatever we, that was. We saw a uh, truly a piece of shit. Um, I know. With some really great moments, but uh, Ad Astra, not into it. Um, I don't need one more male male narrative. I don't need a male Can narrative you, in this and day I and age. Super don't need a white male male narrative directed by white males, written by a white male. I don't know. I, I mean, couldn't tell you. It was like it was talk, daddy issues. It was grab the tissues. It was every space movie every. where someone has to go to space in order to do a task to save the Earth, right? And to deal with their dad, the dad. Star Wars, Aval. Like immediately, it's like we already have Star but there's Wars. There's no Earth in Star Wars because Star Wars T. is a galaxy far, far away. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I could watch that again, but it is a galaxy far, far away with. Just regular humans. <laughs> Wearing human clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also like creature feature by, lots of you know, just lots, of, lots of creature. Ad Astra began strong. I was really Truly. like, work. This is spoilers. It's Everybody, spoilers, we're about to spoil so everything. We're really going to spoil But don't it. go see it. Absolutely. It is not... It's not even like Gravity, where it was like, oh, you should get to the theater and you should see you it. You should absolutely see Gravity in IMAX because it was so beautiful. This, and this was a lot like Gravity. This was a lot like, remember when towards the end, he swims his, he space swims his way back to Why the ship. Pro- propels himself through the rings of Neptune with oh, a, yeah. holding yeah. a door I, as I, a shield. I can't believe it. I so that all the debris can't believe doesn't it. shatter him. I can't believe it. Yeah. When that happened. The rings of Neptune. I When that happened, I was like, I should have left 50 uh, minutes ago. In order to then 
get back in his own spaceship. Which he like falls on like gravity where he's like, whoa, yeah, down the ladder. Get, he's like, he's got he gets the last down rung. the ladder. You always get the last rung. Grabs the last rung. And wonderfully, the door he needs is right there. Right there. He just crawls right just in. pop it in. And uh, then he uses the blast of the nuclear warhead he's installed in his father's spaceship to propel him billions oh. of miles back to Earth. Yep, and he makes it just billions fine. Billions of miles. Yeah. He's back on Earth eating ramen on the street or whatever. No big deal. As Liv Tyler walks by yet again in a winter coat. It's <laughs> always in a winter coat. It really, the the four days that she shot on that film, she maybe She shot for two? four hours. Yeah. Because yeah. she only appears in winter coats with no lines, and then she has lines that but she, she did on she an recorded iPhone. into her iPhone. Yeah, she did it like home, we do this podcast. Home. Yeah. Uh-huh. She she recorded into an iPhone. She was and like, then sent I guess in. I'll be in it, but can I do part of it from home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love my house in New York. Um, this movie, wow! I can't. The relentless voiceover of the, Brad Pitt. <gasps> the I forgot. Endless bad writing voiceover. Horrific writing voiceover, and I always just, the voiceover was to tell us things we already knew. Yeah, and that we were currently like, watching. It, literally, I was like. We know it's yeah, happening. Yeah. It was really it like was crazy. It was so wow. Spell it out. I spent a lot of the movie thinking about Angelina Jolie and um how lucky she was to sleep like, next to him. I guess, and then to leave. Oh truly. You know, and then to be like, mm, I'm gonna like do work for UN and uh make Maleficent, which I cannot I wait, wait to see part one. two. <gasps> I know. I can't wait. I, I saw it as we were going into the theater, and so I was fun. like, I wish I was watching that. Um, oh, see, well, how about that we intended to go see The Goldfinch, which I'm sure was equally as bad as Ed Astra. But do you think? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think Ed Astra had incredible visuals. You, wait, if you go, just go to watch the opening sequence, and then there's a battle on the moon that is. Today. Oh, the battle on the moon was great. After the battle on the moon, if you can get into planet, another movie, stand it. <laughs> hi Isaac. <laughs> um, if you can get into another movie after the battle on the moon, look at your phone, see if you can get into another movie in the theater, and go. Absolutely, I would highly suggest that. Once I've, the movie gets to Mars, and you after you've seen Natasha Leone for thirteen seconds, that was fun. But you'll be able to watch it on YouTube in just a month. Leave. It's leave the movie. Leave after the moon. Like I think if Natasha right. Leone is in it for thirty seconds. She's literally doing what she does, which is incredible. She's like, she, Oh hey, come over here, sign this paper, put your doing, hand on that thing. She's doing she's an intake secretary on Mars uh-huh. for thirty seconds. Yeah. That's yeah. it. A real day player moment. <laughs> a real amazing. like the kind of career I wish I had. <laughs> like absolutely that. And um But you don't need to see it because you we don't. just did it for you, which yeah. is like I, I said it. It's, it's orange is a new black. Thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, it's or the role she did in that and Russian Doll, and it's a uh, you know the it's that it's amazing. All she can do. It's amazing. Her it's her amazing New York character. I love her so much. She's amazing. She's incredible. Best part of the movie. Um, and then in terms of like an acting wise thing, and then uh, where I felt relieved. Um, though I love what's his name. He was in Clute, one of my favorite movies. Tommy Lee Jones. No, he's also, he's in all the Mockingjay movies. Donald Sutherland. I, oh, I forgot. love he is me some Donald movie. Sutherland. He, I love. He does pass away. Don't look back. Don't, we've done this before. I'm not doing I love it. Donald Sutherland. Um, <coughs> you okay? Acting wise, there was one really fierce line right at the end where Tommy Lee Jones looks at 
Brad Pitt and says, I never cared about you or your mother. Yeah, and a tear falls from Brad Pitt's eye. I was like, yep. Yeah, that tear, I was a little bit like glycerin drop. It was just so... He did a lot of teary eyes in the movie. Here's the thing. Let me... I'm going to say it. I think Brad Pitt is a fine actor. He's I fine. think he's great. He's been whatever. very good in many movies. I have no beef with him. I have beef with this movie, which is about... Uh, an abusive father scenario, a son goes into space to track down his dad, who is indeed on a ship that is like killing the planets right. uh, with some like beams that it can't stop and making. And his dad has a death wish for everyone. Yeah. His dad, cause his dad really just wants to find, he wants to find the aliens, the, the aliens. It's not and, working out. And um, indeed we're all alone on the planet is it's moral and that we should all just love each other. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt does kill two space monkeys and his a whole, whole crew, a whole crew of people. Yeah. Cause he's like, I have to get to Neptune and they're like, can you not? And he's like, sorry. And then, yeah. Can, can, can you not? <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> Do you wish that's what they would say? Uh, excuse me. Can you not? Can we, the space monkeys. Please. That was a whole 15 minute sequence of the movie that you're like, cut it. Come on. And it was such a mix of like alien meets gravity with like the smashed face thing. We had to be going into the Danish space vessel to veterinary. Was it Danish? Who it was knows? Norwegian. Nor- Nor- Norwegian yeah. animal carrying case or whatever. But that fight on the moon, what a beautiful, Gorgeous. really great. The colors, the gold of the visors. You know, it was better versions of that. Uh, Mad Max and, um, oh my God, it's so good. Uh, 2049 or whatever that movie is called. Blade Runner. Blade, yeah. Yeah. Different. I mean, a, a battle on the moon is inherently very clean. You know, it's yeah. a crisp. Yeah. It's just crisp grays. With, yeah. Remember when he sticks his little hand in the air and like touches little the, hand the lunar dust? Yeah. Yeah. It was that nice. That was beautiful. Yeah. And then they're overtaken by... Moon pirates, which even though they were on this mm-hmm. like heavily are supposedly on like a very Converted. important convoy, they somehow couldn't defend themselves at all. And the sergeants killed immediately. Well, I mean, also the moon may not be a planet, Isaac, but it is a mall in this movie. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely a mall. Yeah. It gave me full total recall feeling. I think there was an Antiani's. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Wenzel's pretzels. Yeah, and there like was that. like that spe- that cowboy outside of the main. Orange Julius like, on the moon. Silent plex, what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's Ad Astra. So that's Ad Astra. I guess and then, we had a lot to say about it. Yeah, well, we yeah, we had enough to say. I, mean, I, I could talk I for a while so, about it. I wanted to talk just out loud through the whole movie. You did. but you did you continue like no preposterous oh please if i have to hear one more of these you did that a lot yeah it was good it was fine we did get to talk some from it um and then we scuttled on downtown to see wild boar which was so incredible thank you adrian truscott thank you it was really it was I I have to pull out I have to pull out the program. We need because, to credit all the proper names. Yeah, because I can't I can't remember everyone's names. It's you know, as as uh it's like my favorite thing that Parker says. It's uh I meet so many people. Um <laughs> Adrian Truscott, Zoe Coombs Mar, Ursula Martinez, and they're not, not pro not in the program. He's not in the program, no. or they're not in the program as that was 
uh, thing inside of it. There was one additional performer, uncredited. Uncredited. I met them after the show, and I can't... I can't remember their name. That's okay. But Adrian said it on the podcast. It was the scripted really well, performed really well. It was formally so tight and (laughs) the way it progressed on itself into just extreme catharsis Mm -hmm. was really (gasps) hi Jeremy she's home early she is was really um amazing and as I, I talked to Adrienne afterwards and she said well you know we really had to we really had to think our way through this we really had to prepare all all of it um and the dance that happened at the end, I, I felt very moved actually by the last dance. It mm-hmm. was its commentary on postmodernism and the idea of uh, what we can watch on stage, what we shouldn't be watching on stage. It was catharsis. And it was in terms of thinking about what you said in the last podcast of like that the critic doesn't have the last word. Mm-hmm. It felt like a very full show about that. Yeah, it was nice to like have people who have been the subject of very unfair criticism to be able to take that and reformat it into something very rigorous and very good. It was so good. I mean, I'd also, I think Adrian's section in terms of the different uh, when each of them had these different texts, I also felt very moved in Adrian's section in terms of, and we talked about this in the last podcast about quests, about the, what are the questions and what kind of questions are you going to ask and what, what is, what can someone see and what is outside of what they uh, originally see, originally believe in or feel that or think that mm-hmm. because of their uh, acumen mm-hmm. is accurate or not especially when it comes to something like art Mm. which is indeed meant to open our beautiful i mean it's a terry riley piece really beautiful when i sometimes (laughs) when i hear them i i think i'm just gonna go outside and smash those windows in what's there's there's a movie that opens with a woman and she goes out on the terrace. She's wearing, she's on cocaine. She's wearing like a diaphanous robe. She has maybe crimped blonde hair and a lot of makeup streaked. Then she jumps off the terrace and lands on a car and all the windows break. What is that? It's like a robocopy kind of thing. It's that time period. Mm. We're talking early 90s. Wow. I wish you knew what it was. I would love to watch that. But I don't. Anyhow, just to to recap, um, the show was incredible. Their performances were amazing. It was, uh, and, and what it opened up about how we talk about work and how we talk about criticism mm-hmm. and who gets to say what and how do we explore it. And I, it really, it's, uh, it opened so much. Right. And I feel like for the... For the people that they're, for the critics who they're quoting in the piece, I feel like it's really an education in like how to move forward in watching work and maybe will shift 
their way of thinking about things. Cause I think there was a lot of sort of thoughtful tools. That I was sitting next to a critic. Were you? Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or a journalist who, and you know, and I think in that is an interesting conversation. I was also sitting next to someone scribbling a lot of words. Oh, well, maybe we were just sitting next to students. Were you sitting in the middle? Um, I was sitting sitting almost, I was sitting almost on the aisle and there was a a young man sitting next to me who wrote through the show. A young man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, if, if Wild Boar ever comes back or you're somewhere where you can see it, see it. The formal deployment of humor was. What a phrase, Jack. The formal. Is that such a, is that such a humor? Is that such a phrase? I mean, that it came to you so quickly. Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> These things come to me. Um, oh, my God. When Adrian came out, I mean, this is a spoiler. When Adrian, I will forever think about Adrian coming out shrieking Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers! Grabbing at the Creepers! Really? I feel like she came out at some point and was like, I'm a baby. Well, that was when she, (laughs) that was when she had, when she'd been at the tall person with Zoe. And then when Zoe went away and she was like, if you're just seeing a baby in a tuxedo, you're wrong. Right. That was amazing. It was. That was amazing. The, the, the relentlessness of it was, uh, it also brought up all of the, all of the feelings of, of a response to critical violence. Mm. I mean, in this thing of, well, how do you, how do you talk to someone like that when they clearly aren't interested in talking to you or hearing you or right. seeing you? When and actually meanwhile, what, like you're not actually in conversation with them to begin with. Right. So you're like, why are you being so mean to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the sort of, and why, why the erasure? Like what is the pleasure in, in the erasure? And it did, it was uh it was a thing of and what was so great was in that way where frequently you can feel the critic takes themselves so seriously. Mm. They did not. And that they took doing the work seriously, which is something we've talked about before on the podcast, but they it had such a sense of openness of a, of a le- continuing allowing things to come together and fall apart in this, uh, in terms of continuing to add more questions into all of this. Yeah. So thank you, Adrian and Co. Thank you. Thank you show. so much. I had a good week of shows. Oh, that because you also saw, saw that you saw what you felt was, is the best well, it's or a perfect, a perfect it's dance. It's a perfect show, which I don't, I mean, sometimes you leave a show and you're like, that was incredible, mm. but you, you're also like, maybe this, maybe that. Mm-hmm. This was a show that you leave and you're like, I cannot fault it. And it was made in 1982. 82. Anna Teresa de Kier's It was so amazing. It was perfect lighting, perfect music, perfect dancing, perfect costumes. Perfect. Can you describe it at all? So it was a, it was a show... Of like an, I don't know, an hour and 10 minutes at New York Live Arts in four sections, which were piano phase. Uh, the second section was, oh gosh, something else, phase. The third section was violin phase, which is the solo that happens in a circle. And the last section was clapping music. Um, all Steve Reich. And... Uh, it was rigged, obviously, like relentlessly formal, 
and a relentless kind of excavation of the music, of the form of the music, but whilst also being incredibly alive with these performers, um, it was just so good. You can watch all, I mean, it, like so much of it is available online. Well, I've seen, Vi- I mean, who hasn't, I mean, can you imagine who hasn't seen Violin Phase? Well, there's a beautiful film of Violin Phase that's, yeah. that where Anna Trace to Kiersmacher dances it in the woods on a platform in sand, which is the way I first saw it at MoMA danced in a circle of sand with Anna Teresa. But this is the first time this, this group of dancers is touring without her. Hmm. Because she's busy on Broadway, honey. Right. I think she's building material for West Side Story back in Belgium, but this this dance is now being danced by her disciples and young ones from the school who were so beautiful. It was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing show. And it was like an instant standing ovation from the entire audience. Because it's really like mad respect. You well know? done. Truly, truly well done. Well, yesterday I saw two things. I saw Cunningham 3D uh-huh. in the afternoon at one of their first New York screenings. And um, how was that? Was uh, in 3D. I don't like 3D. Okay. A of all. Uh-huh. Sometimes I think it's okay, but I think three. This doesn't work for 3D. Huh. It actually makes the dancing look bad. Like what? Not that the dancers are bad, no, but like but... it makes it blurs things uh-huh. because you're trying to bring these two images together and mm. the limbs are moving so fast mm. that you can't. Huh. So you, what you're seeing is a blur. Did you ever see Captain EO? No, I don't know what that is. It's with Michael Jackson. It's a space movie and controversial. I think yeah, it is controversial. And I think Angelica Houston is the villainess. Okay. In it. And he has this winged, like, rat monkey that flies around that I was obsessed with. And I think I got it as a stuffed toy for one Christmas, but I remember seeing it. He saves everything by, um, walking, turning his, uh, his like, it's kind of pre it's very pre guardians of the galaxy where it's like these misfits come onto this planet where there's this evil, like woman who's all connected to like tubes uh-huh. And she has really long nails mm-hmm. and she's taken over everything. And then he gets some music playing on his, one of his machine people and they start singing and they're singing and love and energy mm-hmm. transforms the darkness into light. And then I think I'm almost sure it's Angelica Houston, but I'm not sure because I'm doing this surely by memory. I've never Googled it. But when you said 3D, I thought Captain Neo because it's a 3D movie. Interesting. So anyhow. But anyways, my eyes do not handle 3D well, I, I but I was you. sitting with Ben Kimmich and huh. at the end of the movie, he was like, he agreed. Like we had the same experience mm-hmm. visually. So I was constantly lifting my 3D glasses for all the sections where I didn't have to bring two images together, mm-hmm. which is all the sort of interstitial collage material of footage mm-hmm. from the past with photographs from the past, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, it was an interesting, they, they focused on 1942 to 1972, which is a really interesting period because it's from essentially the formation of the group to the point in which that whole model had to dissolve and it had to turn into a much more conventional dance company as we know them today. And all the original dancers were gone by 1972. And it was not like a family traveling in a Volkswagen bus. It was like, dance company uh-huh. became a business so 
that was an interesting time period to focus in on. And they only showed dance uh, from that 30 year period. And um, there were a couple beautiful sequences, like the summer space sequence is phenomenal. The way that they handled the Rauschenberg decor by like, rather than having it just as a back, like enveloping the entire space and then using CGI to like puzzle it everywhere infinity. But this is why you had your goggles on? No, no, it had nothing to do with oh. the goggles. The goggles were so like, you know, an, an Andy Warhol balloon could like kind of come to you or like a, a leg would like swing, whatever. <laughs> it didn't work. It was, it was, I can't wait to actually see it just like on a reg screen, uh-huh. which I'm sure it will. But right. um, also it's 3D glasses make everything dark. It just is dark. And there's a huge section of the film where everything is filmed inside this very decorative kind of house in Germany, which was totally weird and inappropriate, I felt, for the material. And it's so dark. It was just silhouette mm. people. It was not, it wasn't great. Doing okay. Sweet for Five. I didn't love that stuff. The dances are obviously amazing. The dancers were amazing. And and a very interesting time, indeed. Very An interesting good, time good story to look at. It's a great story. It has lots of really amazing sound bites from John Merce and Bob Rauschenberg. Mm-hmm. Some of the sound bites I had used in our thing from at the library. Mm-hmm. And also there, they use some very unfortunate fonts in the um, collage sections where mm-hmm. they like write down text that like John and Merce wrote to each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. It's all periwinkle. It's really, wow. <laughs> Bad choice. But at any rate, um, Cunningham 3D. Oh yeah. I have these books that I got. Oh, you got books. Mm-hmm. Love Icebox, the letters from John Cage to Merce Cunningham. Oh, yeah, they use some of that stuff. I have. I just, because I the Cage Trust is right by me at Bard. Oh. So I went to a party they had and uh, talked with them. The changes, notes on choreography. Wow. Merce Cunningham. You got a, can I open this? Yeah, you can open that you one. You got a really... A special library. Of and then I'm excited about the diary of uh, the, how, to Im- how to improve the world. You will only make matters worse. John Cage. <laughs> That's amazing. See, this is, do you see? We're looking through, uh, this couldn't be more boring for our listeners right now. Do you right see now. this? This is what they, sh- the font they should have used. They ah, should have used I'm looking him. at a love letter right now and they should have just used Font, his, like, very own, his, his very own handwriting. At any rate, so those are my complaints about the 3D movie, but there are beautiful sequences. I liked the rainforest sequence. It was fun. And I also liked the end sequence. I cannot remember the name of the dance, but they were in Velvet Unitard, so it was very beautiful. And Glenn Rumsey appeared and did this sort of... Like, Glenn Rumsey, Glenn Rumsey. Glenn Rumsey remember Glenn that? Rumsey. That's from early, early time. And he did a beautiful solo. Anyways, I also then went directly from Cunningham 3D with Ben Kimmich... Uptown to the Guggenheim, and we saw a works in process about Le Chante Rosignol, a reconstruction that's being done at Ballet West, that Millicent Hodgson and Kenneth Archer are undertaking. Well, they already undertook it many years ago in Monte Carlo, and subsequently the production has been performed at various companies in Europe. Anyways, this whole topic ended up being problematic because Ballet West has like made... Uh, an effort with Phil Chan and Georgina Pascogan of yeah their what's it called yellow face goodbye final bow final bow for final bow to yellow face final bow to yellow face yeah final bow to yellow face and so 
in doing so, they've brought in Final Bow for Yellow Face to consult on this project as well, because the piece was made in the 20s. It's it's Balanchine choreography that has been lost and now kind of reconstructed by Millicent. And then Matisse designs that have been reproduced through research by Kenneth. And um, it became, it was an amazing panel discussion because I guess the performance had already happened in the afternoon. I cannot imagine what the discussion had been, but in the evening show, Kenneth, like before there was even going to be any kind of disagreement, started prefacing his research and their project by saying things about how he and Millicent do Tai Chi and how Matisse had researched real Chinese paintings in the European museums for his inspiration, etc., and how the makeup had been based on Chinese masks. And um, meanwhile, Phil had already just explained how they're, they don't aim to like totally disrupt or change productions. They come in to give advice on small shifts that could help in not alienating people or making them feel um, offended. Anyways, it turned into quite a fight on the stage of the Guggenheim, which was... Uh, between who? Between, really between Kenneth and Phil. But Phil, Phil didn't really fight back. He just kind of listened to Kenneth have a somewhat, some kind of a tirade. About about how their work is very thorough and it's, and they've never had a problem in the past with people being offended in dance companies in Europe where they've shown the work, (laughs) nor have they ever had complaints from the various Asian dancers who've danced in the work in Europe. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it was, it was interesting. And I, you know, I love Kenneth and Millicent. I was cohorts with them at CBA, but you know, it's a different time and there's a lot of new questions. And I was there with Ben and it was really interesting to then speak with him as we, as we left the theater and it, and it really gave me additional insights into the whole situation. So that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Ben said he was shaking through the whole thing and I was like, Oh, I I loved it (laughs) because you're well, well, I mean, and it's this thing about, um, yeah. Dialogues. It was so nice to have like a real talk about something at the Guggenheim with tension. Right. And between these people who really do love and care about the work they do. And then someone who's bringing like a modern day perspective into the situation to be like, this is why. Right. So it's great. I thought it was a good conversation. I'm sure that everybody learned something from it. I, I certainly did. And I'm very interested to see this production actually. Um, So, well, ballet West is performing in Salt Lake city this month, but they, may in the future be brought to New York to perform it. Okay. As who like I don't know City Center or the Joyce who knows. What do you think of the piece? Um it looks very interesting. There's a there's a at the end there's a pata de between the nightingale and death mm-hmm. who's a who's female mm-hmm. and and that material for this death character was 
the precursor to Prodigal Son Siren. And, oh, wow. Because it was made for the same dancer. Mm-hmm. So it was Balanchine kind of developing the initial ideas for mm-hmm. what the siren would become. Mm-hmm. So they do My this, part. They do this amazing duet where, with this skull necklace where the nightingale ends up sacrificing herself by getting death's legs tangled in the necklace. And I'm not exactly sure why the nightingale also had to die, but at any rate, it was, it was really interesting. Her legs get tangled in a skull necklace. And then what does she do? Just fall over. It's almost like handcuffs. She has to walk off in these sort of like shunts, but she can Mm. get no farther than the distance of the necklace like that. Wow. Yeah. I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. I mean, the costumes and it's amazing. It, wow. The Matisse, yeah, it's Work. beautiful. Work. Um, so those are the things I've seen. Oh, this is so good. Can I tell you one more story? Yeah. So Russell and I had um, a late lunch yesterday that I thought would follow my my restorative slash geriatric yoga class, the Manny Cantor Center, but I misinterpreted the time of the class. So I ended up just deciding to do some exercises in the gym and I didn't know what to do. So I sort of looked around at the other people in the gym. And then I ended up realizing that there were some diagrams of exercises printed on a yoga mat. So I just unrolled the yoga mat and I did some of the exercises on the diagrams. And that was helpful. I need structure because I, as you know, I, if left to my own devices, I just sort of lay there. Mm-hmm. And then I went and met Russell and we had a very, very Upper West Side lunch at a diner where I I got eggs Florentine with a side of half a melon Mm -hmm. and Russell ordered chicken salad sandwich and um, a side of mozzarella sticks. Love it. Delight. Mm -hmm. And then we took this long circuitous walk sort of up the, up Columbus and then down the park and before I went to the movie and during our walk. Well, we got a Levain cookie and split it because I'm only to eat half of one of those cookies in this day and age mm-hmm. in my changing body. And then we um, started talking about this book that Burr lent me. I was like, have you read Tony Bentley's Winter Season? She was a dancer in the late 70s, early 80s at New York City Ballet. And she wrote this <laughs> this book when she suddenly became kind of confused or disenchanted with her place in a ballet company so she started writing down her thoughts and ended up writing this book about it which takes place over the course of one winter season at New York City Ballet in like 1981 so I was talking to Russell about it and then he said do you know what her the next book she wrote was and I was like no I didn't realize she'd written another one he said um it's a memoir about the pleasures of anal sex What's her name? Tony Bentley. I want to have her on the pod. <gasps> yeah. She sounds amazing. The joys of anal sex. Uh, the winter season. And then it's called the joys of anal sex. I don't think that's what it's called, but it oh. is in the description of the book. Wow. Yes. Tony Bentley sounds amazing. Tony Bentley better work, as you might say. I mean, <laughs> she is serious. Just hearing about this alone is turning me out something fierce. I am <laughs> really... Fully, I gagged. That's so good. Um, well, I want to read both of those books. Maybe, yeah, I'm really maybe I can get them on my Kindle. I'm sure you can. Um, I'm sure you can. Have you watched The Politician yet? Yes, I've watched one, two, and some of three, I think. I've only watched one and two. Do you love? I don't know if I love. I began and I thought, okay, I mm-hmm. full 
snot cried tears when he sang, I wish I was. I can't believe you cried. I couldn't help it. I can't believe you cried. Do you know what I did while he sang? Talked all the way through it about like other stuff with Jeremy. I was like. I was sitting alone one foot from my computer and I couldn't help get swept up in the lip sync of it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is him singing to himself. Mm -hmm. And I do know how um, he has one of those kind of. I'm sorry to make this comparison, but he's one of those rare people who can actually like be completely expressive, expressive through singing like Bernadette Peters. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's really incredible. Um, he's an incredible singer. I, I will apps. I just, yes, I was just really like, there's a whole song that's going to be sung. I now. But then like, I, I remember this, that I didn't really like Glee. Oh, there you have it. I really didn't. When they would start singing, I'd be like, Mwah. Do you want to hear what? something embarrassing? Sure. You love it. I watched every episode of Glee. And it, even after it got absolutely ludicrous, mm-hmm. it became so bad. Mm-hmm. And I finished it. I Isn't don't know. It, were you love singing? It wasn't about that. Do I you mean, love musicals? You don't. I hate musicals. I know. But there was something about Glee, especially early on, that uh-huh. I was like, this is really fun and novel. Uh-huh. I was really enjoyed it. What I like about The Politician is I'm into the just sheer camp of it. Uh-huh. And the, which is on a weird line of not camp, where things become, are very sincere, yes. actually, in a way that could also become camp if they were that sincere. But they don't. They actually, yes. like the singing is done really well, really beautifully. It's all really meant the relationship between him and Gwyneth Paltrow and also that guy oh. who's like the most beautiful. Wow. I mean, never seen him before. I've never seen him before in my life. And yeah. I was like, what's happening? Truly. I was like insane. So tall. Can't believe that he shot himself in the first episode. I was like, I'm so sad. I please come back. It was good that way. You know, that it was like, it was, it was like, Oh good. We have to stay on our toes. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow, but anyhow, whoever that guy is, it's too stunning. It's insane. It's crazy. And he's a good <sighs> actor. Gwyneth Paltrow is amazing. She's incredible. She's an incredible actor. Thank you. I Thank you. I feel really vindicated, validated. I really... <laughs> I've been saying for yars and yars. And I've also <laughs> been like, okay, she is good. You know what? She is. She's really good. She's incredible. I'm really... I'm really the here for her. The with Martina Navratilova and Bob Balaban. That's who that is? <laughs> yes. Wait, who is that a tennis player? Yes. That is incredible. Um Jessica Lang. <gasps> Jessica Lang, Jessica Lang, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang, America's coming into the hospital national screaming. Treasure. Bumps into something on her way in. Did you catch totally. like she's like bang and yeah. the way may please my God, the way Jessica, when she threw all those papers at him. The makeup they have on her. Her wig. It's so good. It's incredible. And then everyone else is great. The girl who plays Infinity is great. The styling of these weird homes, how they have people sitting like 50 feet from each other at dinner. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Real, real money. The girl with the blonde bob. With the brown eyebrows. Yeah. It's really his girlfriend. And then the long haired friend who wears suits who was absolutely sobbing at the memorial service, which I really loved. And who also like only moves her the bottom part of her mouth. I really oh, love. I don't know off the clock. And then way. and then James the Who's hot James? it's the it's the 
uh, the guy on his team. He has the guy, the girl, and his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So good. So good. Everyone's really Astrid. The girl who plays Astrid. Tell me who's Astrid. The girlfriend of the guy who kills himself. His, the woman who's running against him. Oh, my God. Here's the deal. She has a name, which is Zoe Deutsch. Oh, I fully believe that she's the next Nicole Kidman. I have a question. Okay. Is January Jones on The Politician? She is. I just haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, Jeremy's we haven't gotten that. Okay, we haven't gotten, I haven't gotten that far, far yet. That far. Anyhow, I'm really into it. You said you wanted more TV content. The politician is here, and I'm Russell I'm into did it. point out to me that it's maybe very white, but it it I mean it is, and it comments on yeah, that. But it's very queer representative, and there are some people of color. Yeah, and it hyper comments on hideous white people. Yeah, and the twins <laughs> and the people of and the people of color and disabled people. Yes. Like and uh it does it is this thing of where where in this kind of liberal or neoliberal canvas that we see everywhere are are we still exclusionary? Are we still not involved enough? Which was so great again back to Wild Boar. Yeah. And they're like, you know yeah. what? And we're going to close this show up with uh, a trans person of color and comment on ourselves about the whole thing inside of that. Are we going to do more um, commentary after we have our movie night? Yeah, because okay. now it's going to happen. We're not going to tell you what movie we're going to watch, but we're going to eat dinner and watch a movie. Oh, okay. So we did actually have one of our listeners guess correctly. Do you know that? And her name is Christina Giba. And she lives in Greece. And she does not want to receive the gift because she does not want us to go through the shipping process. And we respect her wishes. Well, Christina, I'll tell you this. I'm going to send you a lot of positive energy. So much. And, and that is amazing. And she guessed, did she write any, can you read what she wrote? Yes, I will absolutely read what she wrote. She wrote to us. She said, hi, my guess, outrageous fortune. And I says, Oh my God, you did it. Congratulations. Please let us know what color tote you'd like and where to send it. Plus Uh a photograph of our totes. Unfortunately for me, you cannot. As I live in Greece, I am Greek and the postage will cost more than the tote. As my reward, I'm expecting Reed's reviews of the NYCB shows he attends to this season. I mainly watch last listen to hard politics and world affairs. So dance and stuff is my R and R whilst being informative and thought provoking. Greeting Christina. Greetings, Christina. And I will, I am going to see two more city ballet shows this season and I will absolutely report back. I have done a little already with Jules. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, now we're going to take a break and watch our movie. Well, we did it. We watched it. It was this, it was maybe better better than I remember it from my childhood. Certainly funnier. Yeah. I loved it. I remember as a child being like, "Okay, I remember watching it with my sister. She made popcorn and put brewer's yeast on it. We did. had that with um um St. Croix uh sparkling water." Uh-huh. Is that different than La Croix? I think so. I think it's only like a Midwest kind of. Maybe it was La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. Maybe it was La Croix. Um, um, that movie was Anne Cleob. I really remember Actually. Bette Midler and Shelley Long 
going through the parts that I remember from a child. The part when they go through the luggage spot. Mm -hmm. Because that was important to me. I didn't remember that. And then when she jetes, when she ground jetes over the the four four fingers. fingers. Uh That That part shaped my childhood and was certainly part of why I wanted to do ballet because I thought I want to do a split leap over the mountains. <laughs> and I definitely remember her in ballet class. I remember the the naked legs sticking out from behind the chair while they're having sex. That I was, don't remember any of the sex stuff. I definitely remember the sex stuff. I think my sister covered my eyes. But as a child, I thought it felt very sordid to me, the sex stuff. I was like, whoa, should my eyes be closed? Totally. Well, because they should have been, probably. I mean, but just naked legs and stuff. Nowadays, yeah. it seems like nothing. Although... The Shelley Long having sex upside down with Peter Coyote in a chair was in a rocking chair. Yeah. Was pretty something. Yeah, and she comes up. The part when she's also like when they're eating the chicken. The chicken leg, leg was grotesque. <laughs> so that gross. was really. I do remember this movie being was, a little bit like oily and sweaty. Yeah, which is the general feeling. It looks like it was filmed in Deep Summer. The yeah. Whole time. Well, I don't know because their their faces are pretty matte. That's a lot of last looks. No. That's a lot of that. A lot of makeup, a lot of eyeshadow going on. Even Uh, when they're playing young men, there's still a lot of uh, mascara and eyeliner. um, I don't remember any surprise casting people. You know, it's interesting to me because I, you know, was like a little young actor. I don't remember that Shelley Long was an actress. I do. I didn't remember that at all. I don't, I didn't remember anything of the saloon and the brothel. I didn't remember George Carlin. We cannot say who Shelley Long is in this movie, but when I realized (laughs) who she reminded us of, I really lost my mind. And that was like all I could see through the rest of the movie. I think... I loved them going through the airport. That was amazing. And then throwing the lunchbox money. I want the money! Screaming it. Screaming. Shrieking it with terror. I really love the woman who helps them at the airline. Loved her. Loved the helicopter spotlight on the beach. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of the entire movie. The searchlight but was the best physical comedy them, maybe ever filmed. Them trying to get into the searchlight <laughs> and it just going every which way but where they are was really incredible. It was so good. You know what? Did you love Beverly... Hills, Troop, True Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. True Beverly Hills is much more sort of 80s cleaned up slapstick than it's this a child movie. movie. Yeah. This movie, though it is, it does have that 80s fantasy, fantasy. like, and totally implausible. And, oh, it's not as, like, silly cartoon as True Beverly Hills. But yes, True Beverly Hills is fine. Oh, the serum in this movie, that green serum. The green serum. serum. It's important. Uh, Anything in a vial in the 80s is important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A vial. A Mm -hmm. vial of this, a vial of that. Death Becomes Her, this movie, (gasps) you know, in a vial. Although Death Becomes Her was early 90s, as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Moving into the mid-90s, perhaps. Wow. I'm just so, you know, nostalgia. It really is. A lot of racism in this movie. uh, Yeah. And a lot of... uh, well, I guess this is a sort of feminist movie. Yeah. In the end, like, the the whole premise is that they're fighting over a man, but but by the end they kill him. 
they they participate in killing the same man. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And become friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the premise of him having a, a big penis. No. Not at all. Or when Bette Mittler says, um, needle dick, the insect fucker, the insect <laughs> yeah. fucker, the bug fucker. <laughs> oh yeah, that cut. was good. Yeah. I, 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 Shelly Long steals the show, I have to say. It is really, so, and you read about the controversy that Bette Miller was just a bigger that star, so she was able to get her. wanted to get their name first on the billing. Uh-huh. And in the end, Bette Midler went out as the more famous of the two actresses at the time. And then do you think that was the end of their friendship? I don't think they were ever friends before <laughs> or after this movie. Do you think they were even friends during the filming nope. of this movie? I really don't. Wow. And I think that's sort of part of the magic of it, actually, is that they're both in their own movies. Yeah. Bette Midler is doing a strange... Um, well, her the whole movie changes a lot for her because in the beginning of the movie, she's doing this crazy over-the-top accent that really leaves her by the end of the movie. Like, she she stops doing it. And Shelley Long figured out her character before filming and uh, never left it. Right. Shelley she, Long really plays her role. She stuck with it. And yeah. I think Bette Midler was winging it. Yeah. And she had some great moments, like the telephone call outside of the tobacco shop was really good. Yeah, I mean, Bette Midler... Where she goes... Yeah, I mean, Bette Midler is, is a real icon at speed speed comedy. And right, but she's not an actress in so much as she is just a comedian, sort of cabaret performer. Did you ever see her in that movie with Danny DeVito where... R- Ruthless People? Is that... Yeah, where she gets kidnapped. With the duck masks? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who are the and two... She's, she's in the basement and then she works out to get thin... Is it Patricia Arquette? I don't remember. I don't remember. I only remember Bette Midler in chains exercising to get thin. I remember it too, and I have a distinct memory in my stomach about it. Was it kind of like overboard? Like Bette Midler's rich and spoiled, and they have, to, and then like through the movie, she like gets perspective or something from being imprisoned by these people. Yeah, well, and then her husband isn't going to pay the ransom, and so oh. she realizes that he didn't love her. Right. So they go, they do a whole thing of, like, trying to make it seem like they're torturing her by putting a hamburger on a skillet and pushing it, and her being like, ow, ow, through the phone, and Danny is like, ah, ha, ha. Maybe that's an extra on our watch list. I don't remember it well. All these... All these 80s movies. There's that reference to Reagan in this movie that mm-hmm. seems... Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he was an actor. It's uh, it's weird. There's also a reference to some other movie in this movie. I can't remember it, though. But terribly enjoyable. Yeah. Full fits of laughter. Had yeah. such a good time. Yeah. Shelley Long's physical acting, faces. It's just... She's perfect. Yeah. She's a great actress. She's, I, I don't know if you've seen The Money Pit uh-uh. with Tom Hanks, but uh-uh. I think we should definitely watch that next. Yeah. Because it has a little bit more pathos along with the the wonderful kooky comedy we love so much from Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Shelley Long, wow. Shelley Long, where are you? And why are you not one of America's great remembered actresses? Comedy. No one cares about it? 
Eh, it's just not taken seriously. It's sort of like how Catherine O'Hara is one of America's... Well, she, she's Canadian, but one of America's... Catherine O'Hara people. is a fucking genius. Yeah. Catherine, I was just thinking recently of that. I wish I could find out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know what this is from, when Catherine O'Hara goes, well, it's just simply things you do not do. Shit's great. And... Is that from Shit's Creek? And she goes, you don't, it's not. I don't yes, think it is. it is. Where she goes, it's, you don't smoke in the car with a baby without a window rolled down. Shit's Creek. Is that from Shit's yeah. Creek? Oh, it's incredible. Would it not be amazing if there were a film about three sisters starring Shelley Long, Catherine O'Hara, and Meryl Streep? Wow. Mm-hmm. That is really incredible. It's a great movie. Or, or Diane Weist as the third sister. The fourth sister, Natasha. It really sounds like you just described three sisters. And then there's Natasha who's in that, who's the the fourth sister who they don't love. I'm pretty sure it's Masha, Irina, and Olya. I love actresses from the 80s. You really do? do. Diane Weist and Little little Man Tate. Never saw that. Wow. That's another one we should watch. Well, yeah, you auditioned for it. I did, but that doesn't matter. It's yeah. still great. I never saw that. Diane Weist and Edward Scissorhands. Oh, incredible. That's the 90s, I think. No. Yeah. Well, if it came out in... It's the 90s. 89? Mm-mm. Because Batman Returns comes out in 92, I believe. Mm. And I think Edward Scissorhands came out post that. Well, but Edward Scissorhands is timeless, so it doesn't matter when it came out. It has, so incredible. It's not that to do with time. so good. Mm-hmm. That movie's really good. I, it makes me cry too hard to watch it. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it it's really so is. It's so beautiful. And Diane Weist is the heroine of that film. Yeah, she really is. She has empathy. When, uh, when Winona Ryder goes, hold me, and he says, I can't. I can't. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> uh, it's too much. It's really too much. Um, well... Thanks. Everybody, please watch Outrageous Fortune. Oh, wow. Weigh in on the Instagram. Um, have a great time. If you've never heard of it, just put it on. How did we watch it? Amazon? Amazon. It's probably, what, $2.99? Watch it, $2.99. The racism in the movie. I mean, come it's on. It's outrageous. Look at, look at the last credit. Black girl dancer. <laughs> I, that's the girl who calls Shelly Long a bitch. Remember how there's... Oh, the, Yeah. yeah. That's it's right, because really... Shelley Long jumps the farthest and the highest in class, so does Shaw, because in this ballet class, they're literally drawing chalk lines on the floor. Do you think they were like, but we're going to be progressive because we're going to have this a group of Native Americans come and save them oh, at the end? Oh, it's completely racist. No, but do you think they thought they were being progressive? It's oh. Like, you think the studio no. system back then? No, I think then... in the 80s they just did anything that was like the first thing they could think of. <laughs> You think I'm I'm serious. <laughs> Truly. That was it. It was the first thought. They were like, okay, we need to make a movie. It's like going to be too, it's going to be funny, right? It's a comedy. So we have, let's do like something with Shelley Long. Okay. So who can like, who would be a counterpart to Shelley Long? And be like, oh, Bette Midler. They'd hate each other. Like, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. So there's going to be a love interest. Okay, wait. So like, and then they'd be like, how do we get them? How do we get them to, to New Mexico? And then uh, they fill in the blanks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's how this movie got made. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So good. Maybe it was like, how do we get them into a saloon dressed as young boys? Fill in the blanks. <laughs> you know? So good. 
It's really... So the 80s were just mad lips. Although my hope is that the female writer of this movie had a fantasy about doing a soda shot over cliffs. And that's how this movie got made. Yeah. Because that is the most important part of this movie. It really is. I mean, it's the only part you could remember if you had to remember one thing from this movie. It was the only part I remembered from the movie was that. What I didn't remember is that in the foreshadowing of that moment in ballet class... Shelley Long doesn't chasse or glissade into her classroom soda shot. She does a chasse coupe en tournant into the soda shot. She does a full turn past a pillar so that the body double can take over. It's true. It's true. It's true. Past the pillar. Uh, Past the pillar. Movie magic in the 80s was so much better than movie magic now. Oh, absolutely. No face replacements and absolutely no need for it because in no world would I have ever thought... That was Shelley Long. <laughs> Unless I was eight years old. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was a child, I was also like, oh, yeah, well, people can just jump like that. Right. Like, you Shelley can just... Long can do the split, so obviously she can do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, heaven. Wow. Adam's Family. Can we watch that? Yeah, we should watch that next. Now Family that? Values. Of course Jeremy's seen that. Oh, okay. He's not a child. Well... But he was too young to have seen this movie. But my God, Baby Boom. I I didn't watch that. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. Can this be another? Can this be another Monday movie night? Baby Boom. Yeah, we can watch Baby Boom. Okay, what what was it? Baby Boom, Uh Money Pit. Those Uh are important right now. I didn't see those. So important. Did you see War of the Roses? No. Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner. Yeah important. You saw She Devil, of course. No. <gasps> Meryl Streep, Roseanne Barr. Did you see that, Jeremy? We you have a lot haven't to do. seen we have a lot to She do. Devil? No. Reed, you're going to lose Did you see your the mind. toy? Um, with Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Did you see Toys with Robin Williams? Yeah, And Joan Cusack? I cried in that. Yeah, of course. Music by Tori Amos. Stop. Uh-huh. The whole thing? The all of the, the yeah the songs are like songs by Tori. Joan Cusack's in it. Incredible, playing a toy, right? Robot sister. Amazing. You guys. Amazing. Um, wow, there's so much to see. Big. True. I mean, big, big is a big is a top three most important childhood movies. It it took place in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. so that was really crazy for me to F. be F. like. Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz, The Piano, Thompson Street Park, Racquetball, Living in a Loft, Everything in the Apartment, Coming from Think Big, which is an actual shop that was in Soho where you could buy a giant pencil that worked. I'm talking about a six-foot-tall pencil. I, that movie's so important. Tom Hanks was nominated for the first time for that film. That movie really stressed me out. That it was movie ve- stressed it's very stressful. me out. I remember being really stressed out by that movie. The um, scene where Tom Hanks goes into that dirty hotel by himself as a 13-year-old child who suddenly turned into a man and he hears, like, gunshots and screaming and he's crying in that hotel room alone. It's right. the saddest scene in the world. Nothing sadder has ever happened. Um, absolutely. AI. Well, <laughs> different era. <laughs> different era. We've well, I don't care. You said that nothing sadder has happened in the world, so, you know. Well... Think okay. about how much we cried the in the pianist? AI. Schindler's List? Yeah, sure. That, I mean, that? yeah, that's why when you said it, I was like, well, excuse me. Well, I wanted to start the, the with AI. Ribbon? Excuse me. White Ribbon's incredible. Yeah. Um, totally different movie. Can room. you imagine? You know what else the movie's called? Room. You know what you can watch? Um, 
Uh, yeah, room. Um, wait, uh, another movie that really... We're naming so many actors to add to that list of excellent actors because we forgot about Diane Weist, never even talked about her. We forgot, you know, there's a lot of people. I was thinking of this other movie that's... Did you ever see What About Bob? Of course. <gasps> Incredible. Oh, so good. Who I feel is like that? Bob, uh, Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfus. And Charlie Corsmo from Men Don't Leave. You're right. Who's the wife? She's that wonderful actress with a very high voice. Yeah. Who, who I recall from other things. Dick Tracy. What's that Remember movie that? with Steve Martin where... Funny people? It's or a mixed house. nuts? Oh. It's like a, the house sitter or something? Oh, with Goldie Hawn. Is, am I right? House sitter. Oh, I can't believe I just pulled that out that of was the such, Akashic so Records. When he gives, when he gives his... His fiance, the house wrapped in a ribbon, and she rejects him. He is says, "Is that Steve Martin? Am mm-hmm. I right about it?" He says, will you, s- "Will you marry me?" And she says, "No." And then he doesn't move into this house, and Goldie Hawn just rolls right in. Did you see Roxanne? Where he has the nose? What's well, Cyrano de Bergerac? Yeah, yeah. Cyrano. Yeah. Is Daryl Hannah in that? You're right. Thank you. Splash. And then a guy Tom who's Hanks. like really dumb but beautiful. Don't remember that. Um, Splash. Did you hear me splash? Yeah, splash was important and really stressed me out. Daryl Hannah. What other Daryl Hannah? Steel Magnolias. Kill Bill. Steel Magnolias. Yeah, but Kill Bill. Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. I mean... Can you believe it? Can you Willie believe Tomlin, 9 to 5? The Incredible Shrinking, shrinking Woman. Woman. Oh my God. That movie stressed <laughs> me out. <gasps> Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh my God, Rick that stressed Moranis. me out. Um, and that boy who was cute in it. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yeah. with the glasses. Yeah. I want to be like the daughter's Laura Dern, but it's not. <gasps> Do you know what I mean? But a it's Christmas not. Christmas Story. The movie I starred in as a child. Yeah. Christmas so Story. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The lamp, the leg lamp. The huh. leg lamp. You can forget the tongue wow. on the pole. Wow. Um, Vacation. I Can never saw that. Any of them? No. Oh, my God. I never saw the National Lampoon Vacation. I actually don't want to watch them because he's a horror person but they were very good anyways did we do it was our i mean we like skipped over like the most amazing like never-ending story yes um uncle buck trains planes and automobiles uncle buck was really good yeah yeah it's a lot heathers yeah i never that wasn't my thing that was your thing Others was important. That was your thing. It, yeah. I remember seeing it and like almost throwing up. It oh, felt too real. Mermaids. <gasps> wow. You talk about crying. Wow. How does mermaids. Christina Ricci die in that? She doesn't die. She just falls in the river while Winona Ryder's making out with that hot guy in the oh. church. And then she goes to a hospital? She has to go to the hospital. And she lives. And that's when Cher slaps Winona Ryder and calls her a slut or a bitch what? or something. Wow. And remember how Cher only makes cocktail food no because i don't really remember the movie it's very good and Cher does yet another but i do remember it thinking it was amazing have you ever seen welcome home roxy carmichael no Winona Ryder? Never, i don't know that wow girl you should watch it interesting you should watch it i don't know that what's eating gilbert grape later yes, but wow yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to watch um welcome home roxy carmichael wow. Winona Ryder. it's really important that. for me i Benny think in june <gasps> you stop Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, Benny he's never been more beautiful. When he goes by the window in the tire. I know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. 
so tired. Okay, well, everybody, we love you. And if you're our age, you also got to do memory lane just now. And if yeah. you're not, you have no idea what just happened. You have no idea. Look it up. But I hope you've written down a list. Yeah, look it up. And you can watch it. All of them. All of them. They're all there. <gasps> do Adventures and babysitting. Incredible. I, can you I went out singing to that song and then, and then he kissed me. Da, 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 I don't recall da. that. It opens with her oh, singing. Is she in her bedroom or something? Uh-huh. And she's singing around with him and then he kissed me. Are you me. ready for two things? Are you okay. going to say Labyrinth? No. Okay. Weird Science. Didn't see it. Okay. And then this other Val Kilmer movie about science and stuff called something and there's another there's a guy in it with glasses and a jiffy huge jiffy pop that gets blown up in a house so all the popcorn fills the house and and pops the roof off the house Mm -mm. real genius never saw that either wow weird science real genius those were male lead movies (gasps) willow willow Willow. the witch at the end which one the witch (gasps) bad morda ah her name is Bad Morda. I believe so. It is not. Yeah. It is We're Bad gonna Morda. We're going to look it up. Remember how she has to battle with the good witch? She yes, kills in, the good in witch. In the rain, she's all wet and old and her cotton tunic sticking to her and she has that wand. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? She And Bad Morda does kill somebody. The good witch. She the kills good the good witch. witch. The no, older Bad woman. The good witch. Oh. Whoever the evil witch is kills. I don't remember the evil witch. The good witch. I remember the mouse people, the guys who... You don't remember the bad witch who has, like, the head thing that's like this, who's... Mm-mm. She's, like, the big main problem. No, the big main problem. And then <laughs> she needs that baby. She needs to sacrifice yeah, the baby. why do you need that baby? A sacrifice, I think. I think it's a sacrifice. Uh-huh. And then Willow hides it. And uh-huh. I can't quite remember that remember last Remember how scene. his little child, Willow's kids call him Dada? Dada, Dada. I don't remember that. Here's what I also remember from Willow. Okay. Val Kilmer. Is Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. Val Kilmer's the main warrior, and when they fi- when Willow finds him, he's in a cage. He's been caged in this uh-huh. suspended cage, uh-huh. and he looks really scary. Uh-huh. But in order to woo Willow to let him out of the cage, by the morning, Val Kilmer has cleaned his teeth by with like a piece of grass or something, and he looks incredible. I don't remember that. And then they let him out of the cage, and he helps Willow. Because they're like nice teeth. And he falls in love with Willow. Um, look who's talking. I'm sorry, isn't Val Kilmer falls in love with Willow? No. Val Kilmer falls in love with a redheaded Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't think that's what happens. Uh, um, excuse me, the name of that movie was Tom Cruise and the Devil Person in the Woods. Mysticism. Mysticism. What was that movie called? That movie is called... Um, are you ready for this, though? Okay. I can't remember what the name of the movie is. Okay. Though, but it goes... You have to get the ring. Look, I'm exactly... That's You it. have to get the you ring. You have the face. I know. Isn't that wild? You were the thing. I know. Jack, I that was, was incredible. You Thank brought you. me... That movie was terrifying. I'm sorry. But that <laughs> movie was really scary. You just scared me. Yeah. Yeah, that was really Wait, scary. It's a movie called... It's like Everland or Never After. It's really or... scary. Just look up Tom Cruise and go way, way, way back I to think the it's... 80s. Well, it's about... With the devil. That, that devil guy. Um, you know what else I was thinking about was Robin Hood Men Tights with Carrie Oles. Well, Carrie Oles is really the Princess Bride, so that's more important. Yeah, but wow, it was so beautiful. And then he's later in Dracula. 
Is he? Yeah, he's one of the suitors that comes to woo Lucy and then oh, he has to chop correct. her head off. That's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's also made reappearances as an adult as sort of like a douchebag regular guy. He's so handsome. He was. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, Megan follows. Anne of Green Gables. I don't know what to say, you know. And so like, important, Gilbert Blythe. Yeah, it's also important. Now we've moved into television. I mean, if we're going to do that, that I'm going to be like Dynasty. Small um, Wonder. Small Alf. Wonder. There's Small Wonder and then there's... Out of This World. Out of This World. Evie. That was really important. Really important. Out of This important. World, I think, was more important right? for me. Yeah. Freeze time. So good. So important. Rags to Riches. Excuse me? That was a show. I'm no. pretty sure it was a show. Rags was to it? Riches. It was about like poor girls who become rich. Who get rich. rich. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense, but... <sighs> Wow. I love that. I love all these things we've said so much. Yeah. Old stuff. Old stuff. The Parent Trap. Ugh. Freaky Friday. Didn't see it. Didn't see Jody it. Jodie Foster. Didn't as see either of those. They're old, old times. Didn't They're definitely old Did you ever see a little girl live down the lane with Jodie Foster? No. It's so fucked up, Reed. You should oh, watch God. it. It's did... fucked up. She's like a teenager and... She did crazy stuff she as a teen. She has to cope. Yeah. Like taxi driver. Yeah. She did really crazy stuff as a teen. Jodie Foster, do you want to come on the pod? I have questions for you. I have mostly questions about her accent in that movie with Matt Damon in space. I don't know if you saw that. It's one of those future movies where the world is bad now, and so they have to build all these things up in space, but rich people get to live in them. Is this recent? mm, Within the last 10 years. Mm. And Jodie Foster is like evil, and she lives up there, and she's trying to protect the rich people. And she has some accent that you're like, what on earth? I remember seeing it. He kills her on a bridge. Okay. I think so. I think that's what happened. I don't remember that. It came out shortly after my mother died. All I remember about that movie is that the rich people who live in space can do this thing where they get in these healing medical machines. Yeah. And it can scar you so you have, like, scars that say, like, Versace, and they can also make the scars go away. Oh. I don't remember that part. Um, But I do remember seeing that movie. Well, uh, thank you... Uh, again, to our listener, we're having guest outrageous fortune. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful to watch it and to reaffirm that we are maybe Shelley Long and Bette Midler. Yeah. Yeah, you're Shelley Long and I'm Bette Midler. In this way, but also we're both Shelley Long. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, well. We love you. Good night. Enjoy this crazy episode. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> <laughs>